0: On this episode, we talk about the Dallas Cowboys and their schedule for 2021, the Mavs, where they stand heading into the last three games of the season slash playoffs, and the Rangers, we planted our flag on the being a fun team, and boy, I think we were right. Brian, play the music. Brian, Brian, how are you doing today, my man?
1: I'm good, man. Good. Uh, Just sitting here at the crib, you know, it's all rainy and kind of gross outside. So it is Chilling out. How are you?
0: you? I'm good, man. I was just going to comment on that. You know, first off, I'm pumped. We've got some Dallas Cowboys schedule news to cover on our podcast because I was a little worried when we were going to court on Monday that we were just going to be talking no football really because there wasn't really much to mention so we delayed the pod two days but I struggle in this weather you know I know that this is a Dallas sports podcast so almost everyone who's listening is in Dallas this weather has sucked ass the last three days like it's it's fucking cold man like cold and just rainy and dismal do you overeat on days like this are you like me do you like uh, board yourself
1: see and here's the thing I don't but I also, I love this weather, right? I'm weird, Like I said, it's gross, it's gross, but I like the grossness, right? I like (laughs) rain, I like cold. My wife hates it. Uh, She's literally throwing stuff at, yeah, she's, yeah. She hates it. I love it. Uh, The rain, the cold, cloudy, all that, that's my jam. I love it. It's
0: pretty weird. I know that your body burns more calories when it's cold because it's fighting to stay warmer at once more right yeah. so I think I go into like uber hibernation mode you know me being the ex-fat guy that I that I was I think that like that inner child comes out and I just want to eat like a pound of cookie dough and like yeah. c- put on a blanket and just you know yeah just you know just pop a up, cd wow. and jam jam the thong song and you know drink some hot chocolate you know that's kind of <laughs> kind of where I want to go with my life there you know
1: <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough yeah
0: yes yes yes, yes. So, uh, so as I said on the on the intro today we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys uh, schedule kind of break it down give our predictions uh, the Mavs have three games left including tonight and then the Rangers are uh, still very watchable so we're going to discuss all of these things uh anything going on particular before we get popping brian going on with you anything you're watching or vibing on that you want to let the listeners know about or
1: um just- i uh the wife and i decided uh we're real big into i don't know if you watched the show handmaid's tale but no uh,
0: not. i know what it is though
1: i i i love that show it's amazing and the new season just started so we uh before we started the new season we went back and rewatched season three and so we are starting the first episode of the new season tonight. And I'm very excited about that. That's what very I cool. On. One. What about you, boy?
0: Well, for me, I, uh, I wish there was kind of a show right now besides warrior, you know, like I talked about on the previous podcast that I was kind of really into, I'm watching the bad batch on uh, Disney plus it's animated star Wars. It's okay. I could, I could not watch it and be okay. If that, like, I'm more of a live action type guy. But I'm watching it just so I have something to pay attention to, kind of.
1: Yeah, I can't do the animated. I love the the live action Star Wars movies. Uh, I love all of, well, almost all of them. But uh, yeah, I, I've have never been able to do the animated, the animated any of them, none of them. I just can't do it. So I don't yeah, know. It I really
0: try, anything. and then I it's, it is what it is though, man. And then, Resident Evil Village. I've been talking about that on the pod a little bit. Came out on Thursday night at midnight, and I took off Friday. I stayed up till almost 4 a.m. playing it on uh, Thursday night. It was okay. off Friday, so woke up, went to lunch with my lovely wife, then played it some more, and then I actually beat it this weekend. So I beat the game within the first three days of owning it. I was that into it. I slayed the piss out of some werewolves, and it was there's some lichens as they call them in the game, and it was it was beautiful. I love it. It was terrifying. There's a there's a not no spoilers, but there's a part in the game for any listeners who were interested in survival horror stuff the second level of it is a fucking dollhouse maze like weird distorted dolls all around it is it is something like it is a mental mind f giant puzzle it's uh one of the most original things i've ever seen it was very 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 cool but yeah it's uh terrifying something it's that it's it's a bit just a bit terrifying for sure
1: all
0: right so let's get into it now okay uh We're going to start with Cowboys briefly, go into the Mavs, go into the Rangers, and then come back to the Dallas Cowboys to finish up the schedule. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about, it's kind of a, it's it's more of a statement. Like the article, there's really not a whole lot to it. It's just what somebody said, and then how what our perception should be to that. So Brian and I, when we talked about the draft on our last episode, we said that there were some intangibles we noticed with these guys. Thirty four and a half to 35 inch arms uh six four height uh wrestling backgrounds and also just an an enormous enormous amount of confidence like athletes just be confident anyway but i'm talking like man these guys are talking like one that a cornerback drafted in the fourth round who should have been in the sixth is talking about or the third round excuse me talking about how he's the next richard sherman i mean i kind of dig it i dig the swagger right so uh see I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I think I might have nailed it actually. There,
1: you got it. it. Um,
0: He actually was uh, on the radio, and very cool stat. I'm pull my phone out so that I can uh, get the quote right. He says, "With his God-given abilities, which we talked about, the fact that you said his route running is what needs work, so his mechanics. But as far as just being a football player, he's got all the intangibles you want, right? Uh,
1: Intangibles and tangibles. I mean, he's got as far, like you said, as far as God-given skill." there's not a lot he is lacking it's just experience and top-tier coaching and things like that that'll make him better
0: so he says with god-given abilities and skills there's no reason i can't be the best receiver in this draft class if not the league
1: <laughs>
0: that's bold cotton <clears throat> i dig it i dig it for a fifth fifth round selection right 46. uh with...
1: yes fifth he was a fifth. okay
0: so, one thing I, I studied about him during his six game abbreviated year last year, he only played six games.
1: Yeah.
0: 37 receptions. So, that is five a game, right? A little bit more. Six, yeah. six in a couple games, five in a couple, right? Yeah. About right. Yeah. For 574 yards. So, that's 96 yards a game
1: mm-hmm.
0: and three receiving touchdowns. So, every other game scoring a touchdown. And first team, all pack 12 honors that that is pretty baller it's not
1: he, he, the competition's
0: he, not the greatest right but
1: no but uh there's uh, um hang with me for one second because i want to pull up uh the stat line from a particular game okay He he went there's one game right where Basically he went complete ham. Yeah. He went, he went apeshit and he ended up with something in the neighborhood of, I'm not going to be able to find it right now, but it basically, it was one game. Um, They were, they were getting trounced. They weren't doing well. And he and his quarterback basically just put the game on their shoulders. And he ended up with something in the neighborhood of 16 catches for 310 yards And three touchdowns or something like that. And they ended up winning the game. I mean, he there is some uh even Brian Broadis was talking about it during the draft show. He he has a knack for showing out at big moments, right? And what we were talking about is confidence and intangibles and wide receiver, like if there's two position, three positions where confidence is probably the most important, and that's quarterback, wide receiver, and cornerback right? I want a wide receiver who thinks I want them to think that they can be the best receiver in the draft class. That's the, you'll never find every, every great wide receiver thinks that they are, or could be the greatest wide receiver of all time. All of them. There any right. receiver who has, who really has doubts like that, they're never going to live up to their potential. So I love it. I love it.
0: Wow. Uh, it was uh, 16 receptions for 230 yards. 230. And three Sorry, touchdowns.
1: Okay. and how many?
0: Uh, three touchdowns. All three touchdowns were that game yeah. versus uh, UCLA.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: On a December the 19th of this year.
1: Yeah, the I knew, last I college knew he, game he played. I knew. I I knew he uh, had one game where he just blew it out. You know. Yeah, so, man. And the truth is, he, he wasn't on his lack of production is not entirely his fault because he was not on a great team. Um, There were, I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some, some NFL caliber players, including his quarterback and, and uh, as some other people on that team that did get drafted and will get drafted, but they still weren't a great team. So it's not entirely his fault.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to be watching, man, uh, especially during training camp because in the preseason games, because I know that the one of the glaring issues I think this team, and once again, let's play this year. Football, hey man, you win the Super Bowl. It doesn't like look at what Denver did with Peyton Manning back in the day or what they might do with Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter if, yeah, you're not grooming a young one, you bring in Peyton Manning, you have a Super Bowl run for three years, and then you're mediocre for then because you still got that game. And it's so damn hard to win a Super Bowl, you know.
1: If you were, if you were to to your point, if you were to ask John Elway now if he knew that they were going to have 10 years of being average or worse. Would he still do what he did and leverage the entire future for that run? He would say, yes, a hundred times out of 100. If you got right. a hundred. If you've got to get a super bowl, damn the future, you go get it.
0: Sure. So, yeah. And the reason I bring that up is you and I have spoke about Michael Gallup and his uncertainty about either a being a, a trade target, during this season or be a free agent they let walk. Um obviously if he walks they will get a comp pick for him, which with their history of comp picks, I don't know how valuable of a thing that is, right? With the way they 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 treat the mentality there. Um so we'll see how that goes, but it's something to Although keep an Dak eye on was a comp
1: pick. Dak was a comp pick, so yes
0: he was no no that's true. That's very true. And they tried their worst to not have Dak by trying to get Paxton Lynch and Connor Cook. And luckily, we were cock-blocked by the Raiders and the Broncos. Yes, Thank you. And we play their division this year, too. I, I think Dak might have something to say about that. I hope he does. That's a I, really do. I really, 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 really do. Mm-hmm. Speaking of who we play uh, this season, the schedule's out. We're going to do a free, uh, full breakdown later in the episode. But uh, I was talking to some co-workers this week, and I was talking about who the Cowboys are playing. And I kind of had just a, I was it was like Monday. I'm like, I have a feeling we might play Tampa week one. That's if like, we do play in Tampa this year. And I know the Aaron Rodgers rematch would be phenomenal, but the NFL doesn't even know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the Packers. So wouldn't that just be a dud of an opening night, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, a rate, the Cowboys, it doesn't matter how they finish our ratings, freaking bonanza, because people watch them because they hate them. They watch them because they love them. And they're watching that game regardless. So we're playing Tampa. It is Tom Brady it is they're getting their rings it's go time and the cowboys are going to play them and more than likely probably going to lose going by the history of this game correct normally the super bowl winner is winning i think they have like a 92 percent winning percentage the last decade something stupid like that so let's uh let's just talk about why it's important i think is my thing like i'm if they hang with them and can go toe to toe, I think that would say a lot for this team and what they didn't accomplish last season and what they think they can accomplish this year, win or lose. Am I messed up for thinking that or is that a good philosophy you think?
1: No, I think, I think, well, first, let me say this, right? I know the stats. I still, right now, I don't know why, but I think we win. I just do. I just do. I think Dak is going to come out and I think he's going to come out on fire. I really do. Well,
0: one thing, one thing to talk about is there was, there's a thing I found earlier and I mentioned this before we started recording. So I'll bring it full circle right now. The Cowboys since 2009 have only beat the New York giants on opening day. Like literally they've lost to every other team they've played since 2009, unless they were named the New York giants. That is freaking weird. Number one, um, The last team they beat was in 2009 and it was Tampa Bay and it was in Tampa Bay. So that, uh, they got that going for them, I guess. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's, I don't like, like I said, like I I said, I think Dak is gonna, he's going to want to come out and show out really, you know, he's, he's had his, a lot of the league, for a while was doubting whether he was even going to be able to play this year or possibly ever again. That answers the
0: question. The NFL would not be putting that as Thursday night football. if They weren't
1: confident that he was going to be the guy and, and and healthy and ready to go. Um, Exactly. The other thing we have in our favor and I look the truth is it was something we had in our favor last year also, uh, but really it's just this year defensively. They don't really know what our defense is going to look like because right now, Dan Quinn doesn't know what our defense is going to look like.
0: Sure. Tampa Bay is not going to know because we're not going to show it in the preseason. No, no.
1: They're going to get, they're going to get the super most vanilla version of our defense uh, in the preseason. So they're not going to have any. So we're going to have a little bit of an advantage there, but the main thing is if you, and and look, it, it was part of, it was an acclimation period. And they're returning all their starters, so maybe it won't. But Tom, even back well, with his time in New England, the last few years has typically kind of started the season fairly slow. You know, the last few years as he's gotten older, it takes him it takes him a little while to get into mid season form and really, really start. So I think you know if we're if we've got a chance to beat. We're gonna play Tampa We were gonna play Tampa this year, no matter what. If we if we've got a chance, sure. of, Week One is a, maybe our best shot at doing it because Tom usually starts kind of slow.
0: Okay, and for me, you know, I, I humbly disagree. Huh. And the reason why is that I do I do believe our defense on paper is better, and I do believe it's going to gel. I'm just not sure if it's going to be Week One. Sure. I see Godwin, Antonio Brown, and Mike Evans having a field day against our secondary while we try to put it together. I hope I'm wrong. I honestly think that it's going to be like a 38-34 to 34 shootout loss where it's going to be down to we maybe even have a shot to win it or send it to overtime, something wild. Um, I, could, I could picture a shootout, a real fun game, and obviously that's why the NFL, I think, is – I think this game's going to be a whole lot of offense. And I just don't think that right now, I don't think they're a team that can hang with that because it's going to come down to who can get that stop in the fourth quarter. And until this defense shows me they can do that, I'm not going to have confidence that it could be done against like a Tom Brady. Now, you're telling me it's against the Chargers? I would have confidence that we could win that game because I think they could stop Herbert, although I'm a big fan of his. I think they could stop Herbert when the game's on the line, um, if that makes sense. I, Tom Brady, I'm not sure right now with what I know. Now, my opinion could change vastly once I see it in the preseason. And I see them working and I see them rocking. But right now, that's not that's not what I think.
1: No, that's fair. And I am hopelessly optimistic about sure. this team. But, you know, like you said, a lot remains to be seen. And they have a lot to prove, which is part of why I'm kind of confident. I feel like this entire team wants to be able to come out and show that last year was, was an aberration.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know what, man? Like, if you really if you really break it down too so when our podcast was originally going to be monday and i was doing my show notes to kind of prep i was going to kind of guesstimate schedule and what i thought about about the schedule coming up right and just off the top of the head top of my head i had tampa and chiefs as an l i had um i had us losing and i was being generous here because so i think we really could win four but i had us with three division losses although that's probably stretching it so that's five losses right there and then just two random losses so i had us at seven so I, I think that, I mean, that's without looking at like how many road games are in a row, that was without looking what comes when, if we're playing in New England in December, like I, I wasn't focusing on any of that. So I was thinking about 11 is the ceiling for wins uh, if everything health and schedule wise, the way everything fell went perfect. After looking at it, I could see nine, I think nine, and we'll talk about this in a minute. I personally think that this team is like, got a nine win like floor. And I think their ceiling's about eleven, is what I is what I could see. So I could see anywhere between then. I think Vegas has them at eight point five, is what they think their win total is going to be for the season.
1: Sure, I've got them a bit higher, but not drastically. I and and this is all barring significant health issues like last year, right? Sure. Let's say sure. You know, hypothetically, the O line stays reasonable. The team as a whole stays reasonably healthy. There's going to be injuries, but reasonably healthy. I think the floor uh, at that point is like 10, and I could see them doing 12 or 13. You know, I'm like basically, I'm sure. one game up from where you're at.
0: Well, on paper, besides the Chiefs and Bucks, it is not because you got the Saints and it's post Drew Brees. Yeah. You know, you've got Denver, who if they have Aaron Rodgers, that's a whole different story. But without Aaron Rodgers, you think that's a W, right? Yep. Um, you have, it's just, and we'll talk about that here towards the end of the pod Where's one. There's one uh, part of the schedule that I'm concerned with, and uh, we'll see if this changes your tone whenever we get to it, but uh, let's go to the Mavs now and yes, let's, let's talk about kind of what's going on with them. All right. So coming off of a great, great week last week, they finally faltered last night and lost pretty embarrassingly, honestly, to Memphis, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, Memphis
0: just looked like a team who wanted it more period like last night, they, they wanted to win that I, I think they might still have an outside shot at the final play in spot Memphis, whereas the, the Mavericks have clinched the division and the playoffs. And quite frankly, it looks like they're going to escape the, unless they just bomb the next three games. It looks like the Mavs will escape the play in too, which is good. It looks like they're going to be either, either five or six is what it looks like. is going to happen. If they win all three, I think is what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I agree.
0: Tonight they play the Pelicans and the Pelicans don't have one freaking starter playing Not one. Yeah. Like it's, I like that Alexander Walker kid. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a very good player and I think he'll be their starter next year because I think Lonzo will be in New York. But um, so that's good, but there's no Zion. There's no Adams. There's no Brandon Ingram. It's just, I I guess Eric Bledsoe is starting at two guards. So there's their one starter that's playing. So if they don't win tonight, that's not good. KP is back. He's playing tonight. So there we go. We've got three games. So let's 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 hope he stays healthy the next three. Uh, one thing I want to talk about with the Mavs is we have three games left. This three-game schedule that we got coming up is tonight versus the Pelicans. We have Friday versus the Raptors, who were eliminated from playoff contention, by the way. Yep. And then we have the Timberwolves on Sunday, who were also eliminated from playoff contention. So it is a very it's I it, very strongly I can say they're gonna go three and0 if they win tonight. I don't see them losing to two teams who are wanting to lose to get better odds at ping pong balls. would you assess would you agree with that assessment there?
1: I <clears throat> I absolutely agree with that assessment a, a, with one caveat which is depending on how things play out, I could see uh, the possibility, on the final game against the Timberwolves, if thing if we somehow, if Rick decides that he's not all that concerned about the matchups and and doesn't mind if we fall to six from five or whatever, maybe resting Luca on that last night, just take additional rest and and sure. et cetera. That's I think that's probably the only, or maybe not even resting Luca, but resting enough people, love managing some folks on the last night. Other than that, I'm with you.
0: And maybe Cat and and crew wants to have a great send off to the season for you know. Uh, who, there's there's a lot of objective things that could happen. Also, I think one thing I learned in football um, a long time ago, and I think I think it stands true for the NBA as well. I don't think these I don't think these guys care like fans do who they play. I do think they don't want to be in a play-in tournament. So I do think if it was like, hey, they've got to win versus the Timberwolves or they'll fall to seven, I think that's going to be a different story because they want to avoid that. But I, I don't think the Mavs care uh-huh. if they're fifth or sixth because it doesn't matter. It's not a it's not a different thing in the NFL. I think they care about being like the one seed and having a bye week, right? But as far as like being two or three, I'm not sure that really is motivation I, for for a lot, you know.
1: I, I think I'll put it to you this way. I think I think they care about the seeds for I think it's mostly about pride, right? As far oh. as the matchups go. Um, I don't, I think there are a handful of exceptions for every team that they do want to play one team or don't want to play another, but I, I, I don't think they sit there and dwell on it. I, you know, because I, at the end of the day, it's again, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the football players with the confidence thing if you're sitting there in your own head worrying about having to play this team or that team, that's not a healthy mindset for a professional athlete. Right. It's really not. You, those guys to, to be that level of athlete, generally speaking, have to be confident enough in their ability to think that they can take any team in a seven game series, whether or not it's realistic, they need to think that way. So, And,
0: and I think that the Mavs have a legit ch- chance, whether they play, It looks like we're about a 90% lock to play the Clippers or Denver, depending on what happens.
1: Which is fine by me.
0: Yeah, I I think it's going to be two fun series regardless. And the Lakers are playing. They have no AD or LeBron tonight. Yeah. They are playing against Houston, though. And Houston is terrible like except for when they play against us apparently yeah right Um,
1: but but.
0: yeah so so we'll see how that how that goes portland plays tonight as well they have a tougher matchup i forget who they play but we're right now in six because portland holds the tiebreaker so that would be badass for portland to lose because we're right back in fifth again and then we're in control just win the last two games and we're fifth which is which is cool that would be good to go from seven to five on luca's year three and yeah. then to like think of what they're going to do in the off season and everything else is, uh, that, that's exciting to me. Very, Speaking of off season, um, one, one Mav who stepped up this last week has been Josh Green.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And very, very sparse minutes. If this kid now I am on record. Now we weren't recording our pod during the NBA draft. Um, I am on record with conversations, not with you, but other people. That I was a Bane or a Sadiq Bay, or my two Huckleberries in the draft? Who do I want it?
1: Bay was my dude.
0: And Bay has been the other He's he's been exceptional this year for, um, right? Uh, I think he's averaging like 16 points a game. He's really developed a three point shot. He's doing well, man. So they give him the minutes. And obviously, being a good player on a rookie on a bad team pays dividends because they'll give you the workhorse minutes. You know, you get to really showcase what you're about.
1: Yeah. I mean, at that point, when you're uh, like you said, when you're a rookie on a bad team, you are what they're excited about. They're, they don't have playoff aspirations. Never. Their aspirations are getting you experience and getting you better. So there's, you know, there is that, which we have to take into account with Josh Green, but still.
0: Yeah, and my thing with Josh Green, what I liked about when I watched his highlights from college when we drafted him, and then whenever I started to see him play at the beginning of the year in the in the preseason, I, one thing I liked about the kid is it's Dennis Rodman style. Like, that dude is jumping. He is going 110 all the time. There is no slowdown. He cannot shoot to save his life, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Maybe a layup here and there, but it's all hustle, defense, and making the other team. Una- like I think one of the reason why he didn't get a lot of playing time is because he was trying to have an offensive game, and it's just not there right now. Yeah. It seems like during this stretch, I think he's realized that hey, let me just go out there and hustle my ass off, get the bunnies. There's given to me through Luca, like Luca had an alley up alley pass him two games ago, and such. But yeah. just you know, not don't force anything. Let I'll do the pass instead of the three-point shot, and I think that's been getting him the extra minutes. And JJ Reddick's going to miss the rest of the season now, and possibly playoff games. Yeah. So we're going to need this dude. Yeah, use energy big time.
1: So this it's a bad analogy because they're nothing alike as far as playing style. But well, like, I use a
0: Dennis Rodman analogy. It's not much worse because they're not the same in position, but the <laughs> energy is what I was using. You know,
1: he reminds me of his role on the team. Uh, what they use him for reminds me of Eddie Nahara. Yeah,
0: yeah, yes. You know,
1: they just, yeah. if if literally, if you, if you make a single shot on the very few minutes you're getting, it's a bonus. But come in, play defense, hustle, dive for loose balls, you know, all the, just the scrap, all the scrap, do all of the scrap work. And he's, right now, he's embraced it you know you the that is cool. the noticeable difference from now until uh from before rather
0: and i'm glad you mentioned that because to the to the naked eye to the average maps fans right so we're 3 games away from the playoffs so what does that mean is going to happen for maps fans that number goes here yeah right we're about to get a lot of watchers that we don't usually have yeah. because the playoffs are a big deal all of a sudden people are on the bandwagon people are watching especially if they look like they can win right yep. think dallas stars last year the dallas stars won a stanley cup run i had people talking hockey i've never even heard talk hockey right it's just it's, it's it's a beautiful thing that's dallas sports for you right if it's not the cowboys it's, it's kind of bandwagonish don't get me wrong when you win a championship you get a good eight to ten years like the rangers had before like the last five where people are invested pretty heavily into it right Sure. and I think that if you look at the, like, if you look at the box score, right, if, if if I'm going on Bleacher Report and looking and seeing what the Mavs stats look like last night or the night before or whenever else, if you look at Josh Green, you see three points, three assists, three rebounds. It's like, why is Zach talking about this guy? Well, what, what, it's it's a, it's a, you have to watch to know. Like, yep. you can't, you look that this, the stats lie completely over what this guy really has meant on this last 10-game stretch. Absolutely. You know, big time.
1: Yeah, it's he's a guy that, and it's not all, it may not always. It, 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 this very well may be, and I'm not saying it will, but this very well may be as good as he ever gets. I'm not, I don't think it will. Well,
0: Why if he develops will? a shot, I have hope, not to cut you off, but no. Dorian Finney-Smith
1: couldn't shoot to save too. his
0: life. And, and, and not to mention, they changed his mechanic, and we talked about this on the pod, and it was even worse. For a year, because he was learning a new way to shoot, and Rick's like, just keep doing it, and now, dude, with Tim, I mean, this team is fun. I mean, you've got Dwight Powell playing his freaking ass off, Mr. Energy, right? You've got
1: Dorian Penny-Smith,
0: who can give you 18 any night now, and Tim Hardaway scoring 30 a game off the bench. Yeah. I mean – it's a, it's it's starting to become a problem for teams to defend a little bit because a lot more t- players can score than we thought capable 25 40 games ago.
1: Well, and so it brings me to something I wanted to ask you which we haven't discussed this ahead of time at all, but it was something that kind of crossed my mind and I, some other people have talked about it in Dallas media, but I was interested to get your thoughts which are which is this Is I'm going to ask the question then I'm going to make a statement and then I want to get your response. Okay. Is this team better, better with, without KP? I'm not even saying trade, you know, with what we would get back in a trade or whatever, just right now with him sitting on the bench, is the team better? Do they gel better? Man, man. Because I think there is absolutely something to be said for you know look he does not a part of his game that for whatever reason hasn't clicked here in Dallas I'm watching him shoot free
0: throws right now huh I said I'm watching him shoot free throws right now
1: okay so uh, something in his game that hasn't clicked is the role being the roller right the rolling to the basket the pick and roll of it he is a pick and pop guy only basically here yeah and there is something when Dwight Powell or Willie Cauley Stein is in the game Sure. Their offensive efficiency goes through the roof when Luca is playing with one of those guys. When there is a roller, it does something to the spacing. It does something. It. So are they better without him?
0: Well, see. I'm gonna I'm gonna play two two roles here. Okay, I think when Kleba was starting and it was Kleba and uh, Porzingis, I think no, they're not a better team. But I think that with the way they started to use Dwight Powell over the last twenty games. I think we're better with KP because we have uh, Powell starting with KP. So you still have that. The Rick Carlisle offense pick and roll is a very, I mean, a lot of offenses, right, but it's, it is a thing. It is. So that's why we traded for Neurland Noel a few years ago, because of what we thought he was going to be capable of doing. He just didn't have the work ethic. Didn't really gel with Rick. Right. So I think with Dwight healthy and playing like he's been playing, I think it's fine. I, re- I really do. And I think, Kleba has gotten to the point where situationally he can do well. I've seen the man shut down Kawhi Leonard in, yeah. in this, run of the, this run of the year, right? So I think Kleba is going to serve a purpose. I'm not sure what Rick's going to do with rotations, but I could see a lot of Kleba and Cauley Stein at the same time, Powell and Porzingis. I'm intrigued to see what happens in, in crunch time to yeah. close it out, yeah. right? Like who's going to be on the floor and what? Uh, really, depending on, I mean, with Denver, you need bigs if that's what the way the series is going to go with LA, probably not so much because they're probably Zubach. Probably, if we figure out how to defend Zubach, it's going to be them putting his ass on the bench and they're going to go small, yeah, and probably have uh Morris play center with a uh, what's the I forget the power forward they have, too, that it would play as well. them, uh, not Bynum, God, wrong name. Uh, I can't, Batum. Him. him would be the power forward. So that could be very a very strong possibility. So I'm excited to see the chess pieces. But we are a better team with Porzingis, no question about it. I do think that Porzingis demands a certain amount of shots. So that limits the upside of a Dorian Finney-Smith. Because I think when he's relied on to be a guy, which he just made a three pointer right now, when he's relied on to be a guy, uh, and and be a major focal point of the offense, he shined big time, man. Like like as as the fifth fiddle, he just doesn't seem to get warm enough to contribute like he does. Because really, he's like the fourth or fifth guy once Tim Hardaway's playing and if Porzingis is in, and he just he doesn't get enough shots, and maybe he's just not warm enough, right? I think I think I think he's a little bit of a streaky shooter. With yeah, that. he's
1: got to get in a groove you can definitely got to get in a groove okay so i got one other question for you then sure off topic of what not off topic but off of are they better or they're not of the two primary options for the playoffs who do you prefer denver or the clippers
0: uh i i kind of want to beat the fucking clippers ass dude
1: give me the clippers man for two
0: i kind of want to man
1: Aside, yeah. look. Aside from the revenge factor, and and Morris, I want to see somebody put him on his ass. Um, aside from that, yeah. Also, we played the Clippers quite a bit. I don't know how many times this year, but I know this. It's three. We, beat them,
0: we won um, the season series. We yeah. Won the season series three games.
1: We beat them two to one. Okay, and we beat them by fifty once, and we beat them by thirty once.
0: Right, and then we lost by like fifteen the other game. I
1: think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 10. you average that out. That's still us, at, you know, overall winning that series by a lot. Oh,
0: they have no answer for Porzingis. By the way, he played no. all. He played two. he he didn't play the fifty point game. I don't think he played the other two.
1: Correct. Yeah, because the fifty point game was the like the third or fourth game of the season. Right. He was still in recovery. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, they had they do not have an answer for him. And uh, I I would just I, – let's go. Give me the Clippers all day long.
0: So the one funny thing about Denver, um, the Mavs have kind of owned Denver the last yeah. two years, uh, regardless of who's playing and who's not. I know you look at Phoenix and how this last two or three years they've just own the Mavs like it doesn't matter what their record is. If they've lost three in a row, if it's Devin Booker's first game back from injury, it seems like they just got our number. We're kind of that way with Denver, dude, a little bit. So it's always been good. So I think that if if you want, I mean, I don't, I, I want, I want, I think the Clippers are good, and I want my team to play them, and I want my team to beat them because I think that's what this team needs. I think that if I want the Mavs to take the next step that that I think they're capable of doing, I think a Clippers series would be the best thing for them because if they fail, they're going to really look in the mirror and make the right changes, I think. And then if it works, then yeah. us being the homers that we are and talking about everything else means that we're really not as far off as we might think uh, of being a true, a true contender. Right. And it's intriguing to me because this is the one weird thing. Like, this is this is one thing that I've got here. If the Mavs are fifth, that means we completely would avoid both LA teams unless it was in the championship, though. Yep. And Denver is a series that they could win. And honestly, I think Utah beats whoever the hell they play. And obviously the Mavs play Utah. Well, I'm not saying they can beat Utah or they would, but I'm they could be in the series. They could yeah. be in the series. Uh, so that's, that's just a, that's just a note to everyone else. I want the Clippers. Don't get me wrong, but there is. You, if you're six and you're playing the Clippers, that means you're likely if you survive that playing the Lakers next too. So yeah. you're having to survive la la land, basically the whole bracket to get to the top. So there is a different path, but I'm sick in the head like that. That's what I want. So I, I, you know, that's, that's me. I'm wild like that.
1: I'm a hundred percent with you in that. I'd like, I want to take on the Clippers because a, all the things I mentioned, but also you're right. That is a building block series. If you, if you lose, I think it has um, potential to, you know, to really make the team, like you said, look in the mirror. But if you win, that's a series you can really build on and feel confident about and, you know, see this team turn from boys to men. Sure. Um, I mean, if
0: you get out coached by Ty Lu and run out the gym by them um, after what you did last year in the bubble and what you did this season series versus them when you're healthy, I think you realize that, damn, we are, yeah, we're a playoff team, but we're not a championship team. And it's going to cost, it's going to be more than just, Signing a, a freaking Zach Levine or whatever, it's going to take way more than that. Because I'm sorry, I think Zach Levine's a phenomenal player, a guy like him. And I know the MFFLs want a player like that on our team, but how many playoff series has that dude won? You know what yeah. I mean? Is, is, is adding a dude like that the magic piece to a championship? Probably not. So I think that um if they get just embarrassed by a team, that it's going to be a major shakeup that could set us kind of like. Man, as must, must I hate it. You know, Steve Nash leaving was probably one of the best things that could happen for that team. You I know? don't think we. I, I don't, don't, think don't know we, if they win a championship or make two like finals them. appearances without him.
1: I, I was about to say, I don't think I don't think Dirk has a ring if Nash signs here and stays the rest of his career. It's just, I think
0: they're damn good. I think they're a top three West team during that whole run. But I don't <laughs> know if they get over the hump, man. Just because Steve Nash, man, just there's no there's no there were so many good point guards back then and so many good big men and we had no answer for either right and it's uh the way the dynamic it created was it was so intriguing
1: so yeah yeah it was just it was you know i although i will say this unfortunately for steve nash he was 10 to 12 years too late because that steve steve nash in this NBA in fact that entire oh, yeah Phoenix Suns team or even the early 2000s Mavs team that he was a part of they would have dominated in this current era
0: oh absolutely no they absolutely
1: were, you know they were one of the first teams to kind of they were the you know the 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 starter to what's happening now the the, the
0: 10 second or less Suns right Yep, you know, shoot the ball within the first ten seconds of the shot clock, man. With Stoudemire and the Matrix and, and everybody. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm pumped, and it's funny because I'm still. It's funny. I'm trying to talk myself out of the Clippers as I say more because of the Denver versus Utah thing, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I I think they're gonna play Denver. I really do. I want the Clippers. But I think they're gonna be fifth. I really do.
1: I just all I care, honestly, the truth is between Denver and 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 the Clippers. I just don't want to play Phoenix. I don't want to have to play Phoenix until, until the uh, the conference championship. <laughs> I mean, they like you said it, man. For two or three years now, they've had our number, and now they've added Chris Paul, who is a notorious Mav killer. And I don't want any part of that team, man.
0: Yeah, That's no. Definitely. The last time we beat Phoenix in a meaningful game was one of the last years we made the playoffs with Dirk. It was like a, It was like win the last game of the season to get the eighth seed or something, or the seventh. I forget. Yeah. I forget exactly what it was. was. It was like five or six years ago.
1: Yeah, that was the the like Dirk Vince Carter the that era, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, because we were the eighth seed yeah. with San Antonio.
1: Yeah.
0: and we actually we had that incredible. Yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. You're right. Yep. All right. So that is Mavs talk. All right. We will have a very intriguing. We'll know who we're playing in the first round Monday when we record, my man. Yep. And the play-in tournament will be happening that week, right? And then the probably more than likely Saturday or Sundays when the playoffs start next weekend. Yep. I would if I if if, they, if things go normally like they would. Normally it's a Saturday quadruple header backed up by a Sunday quadruple header. So we shall see. So onto the Rangers. The Rangers hit five hundred man they lost both games after they hit 500 but they got to 500 yeah they're sitting at 18 and 20 now and I don't have a whole lot to say man besides the fact that from moment one and I think I was even more of an optimist than you You were. I was talking about how I did have a feeling they were going to be a lot better than, than people like it was a lot of doom and gloom I planted my flag that I think they're going to be fun and I think they're going to be better and so far so good man a lot of surprising stories with Adonis who we've covered here uh Nate low out of nowhere and still their pitching is still so impressive that the games they're losing are not getting killed ari Hall is kind of ari Har and he's fallen off quite a bit but overall man they're 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 cheating around there and they're still playing relevant baseball you have anything you want to add
1: um I mean look they're they are so much better than i thought they were going to be uh Adoles Garcia is the rookie of the year now I mean he's 28 but right now he is running away with the rookie of the year
0: he's like Kurt Warner man <laughs> yeah
1: yeah I mean um the truth is oh one other thing they won some games on the weekends finally
0: I, and I saw they won a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but then lost on Monday and Tuesday. So they're Monday starting to mess with us a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sunday, the Sunday game that they won is what got them to 500. And then they just yes, shot the bet after that. Uh, but, you know, like I've said all along, the truth is I don't care whether they win or lose right now. I, it, you know, this year, I don't care how many games they win or how many they lose. I care about the games being entertaining right. and players progressing. And I'm getting that. And they happen to be winning some games too. So I'm I'm perfectly happy with it. They're there are four
0: games, games, four games out of first in their division. Which. That's not a lot.
1: No, no, it's really not. And I. I one game, kind
0: of one game out of second.
1: That's crazy. See, I wonder what kind of money you could have got by putting a bet that they would, you know, what their record would be at this point. I bet you could have won quite a bit of money. I bet the odds were way Oh, sure. yeah. oh
0: every expert had them as being just absolute dog shit. You no, know? yeah,
1: they were supposed to lose 100 games, you know? Yeah. And and uh, the bullpen, you know, we've had some injuries in the bullpen, and it, it's the bullpen for a little while there was unbelievable, and they've come back to earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still not terrible but uh you are seeing growth and development you're starting to see some uh some of the young guys that we're watching uh deliver and i you know now to me that here's the thing the my other note is normally if they were going to do a contract extension with joey you would start hearing rumblings you would start hearing talks about discussions between him and his agent and all that and you were hearing radio silence on that front sure so i think that he is going to be on the trade block as we get closer to midseason. but that's just an educated guess that's all
0: okay all right we shall see Uh, like i said Still, team fun. We'll see. uh I mean, obviously, they could. baseball so fluid because you could easily win or lose six in a row. And this is a team where, if that kind of losing streak happens, because they are who they are, that 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 could be the beginning of the unraveling if something like that was to take place. So let's just hope they keep playing around 500, man. So it's fun as long as possible, at least until uh preseason starts for the uh, Cowboys.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> you know that, that would be that would be super super awesome.
1: Yeah, or at least even training camp. Just get me to training camp,
0: you know? Give me to July, baby. Give me yeah. to the middle of July and I'm gold. Yeah. So the Cowboys, it's funny because the NFL has three. they They're there Now because they've officially went to an 18-game schedule, there's only three preseason games, right? Except for the Cowboys and the Steelers. We have four because we're playing a Hall of Fame game. Yeah. So I can bet you... Every American dollar I have in my bank account, we will not see one starter in the Hall of Fame game. Would you like to take that bet?
1: No, not <laughs> not for one second, not even a little bit. No, no, it's not. Any, well, it's, unless, the only exception to that is we might see one or two starters on defense that are rookies that are going to end up being starters, right?
0: Okay, yeah, it, other it might have it, I can see that because, like, like, Kelvin Joseph probably won't win a starting job. We'd think maybe he will, but I hope he does.
1: That's that's a bet I'll take. I okay, Joseph will be your I think he will.
0: I think he's gonna be damn good, man. And I kind of like his rapping too. I'm not even gonna lie.
1: here Here's the thing yeah, well, so I (laughs) his rapping is not my style of rap at all.
0: I've been jamming it it on the way to work every day.
1: It is good for what it is, but, but boss man fat is not my jam, but (laughs) here's the thing. I don't even necessarily, I don't, I don't know how great he's going to be because cornerback is one of the hardest positions to transition from college to to the NFL uh, of all of them. But the only, the real issue is that he doesn't have any stiff competition for the second corner job, right? Number one, Trayvon Diggs has got your number one, corner job locked up it's done it's over we can call it right Right. now as long as he's healthy it's his job to lose for sure but the other two guys that are that would be in the running is jordan lewis and anthony brown and they're both slot guys right anthony brown has played on the outside but they're both primarily slot and i think jordan lewis is going to get looks at safety so uh, i think i think the they drafted Kelvin Joseph with 100% intentions of starting him week one as your number two corner.
0: I like it. No, no dude. I'm here for it. I hope that that is the case or very least if they, they don't, he wins the job at the preseason.
1: Sure. And the only exception to that would be as if, uh, and this is still a possibility. I'm not predicting it, but it is a possibility is that we go sign a veteran or so, you know, Verette uh, or Sherman. If somebody
0: gets cut that we don't know, or maybe Sherman is available to sign for a million dollars. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. You know, we get to we get to July or August and one of these veteran corners that's on the market starts getting antsy going, holy hell, I'm going to end up without a team. Uh, well, fine. All right. I'll take the veteran minimum you know that happens right. then then maybe he gets knocked down the depth chart a bit but i think right now he's your easier your week one starter
0: for sure all right so let's look at the schedule are you ready yeah let's okay so i'm just gonna go down the schedule first all right um and then we'll kind of touch base on in phases a little bit okay so as we talked about the beginning of the pod we start on the road in Tampa bay okay Week two is also on the road, so we're starting with two road games this year. Uh, It's in L.A. This is the L.A. Chargers, not Rams, who are a super young team. They don't know how to win yet. Okay, that was evident last year. Now, this might be different with a new coach. coach. But I think Herbert, as good as he was last year, that last three to four weeks, the tape was out. He got figured out a little bit. I'm still – Big believer in Herbert guy. In fact, spoiler alert: I'll be targeting him in a lot of fantasy football drafts because he's fucking gold. But I, I do think that maybe some of that struggle continues the first couple of weeks, and then he figures it out and they finish extremely strong. But I, I'm not too worried about that game. But we'll, we'll get back to that in a second. Sure. We then have three home games in a row, and it's Philadelphia, it's Carolina, and it's the New York Giants. Okay. Then we go to New England. Then it's our bye week, week seven. I think, I think weeks, week seven to week nine is about what you want. I think, I think week seven is a pretty good bye week right now with having 18 weeks. We come back after that. It's at Minnesota, play Denver here, which is a win unless Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, fucking fuck that guy. Um, Atlanta. This is when I, this is the stretch that I'm concerned with. And I'm going to tell you why. So you, Answer me and then we'll go back to everything else. Okay. Um, we play Kansas City at Kansas City. Winning in Kansas City is not easy, period. Now, this is a team. It was the Cowboys was, had won in Seattle before when they were in their heyday. So,
1: but when, winning in Kansas City was hard when they were garbage. So,
0: yeah, it's just incredible. It's, incred- it's kind of like the Rose Garden yeah. in Portland. Yeah. It's just one of those places, man, that doesn't matter what the record is or Utah for basketball. It is just intense, the, the crowd. The next game after Kansas City, this is the stretch that worries me, okay? is Las Vegas, who's a decent football team. I do think we're better than Las Vegas. They're decent, yeah. but it's the Thanksgiving game. And boy, have we played like shit the last five years on Thanksgiving. Yep. Okay? Absolutely. Now, only one year under this regime, and there's not much to say about Washington. It was with a backup quarterback. You was Andy care. Walton. That but, was
1: that was the low point of the season to me. Yeah. Last year. So until Mike McCarthy's team proves otherwise, I'm gonna assume that we lose on Thanksgiving. Right. Until so, they yeah.
0: So so you're with me here, okay? So so here we go. So Kansas City, I, I'm thinking that's gonna be an L because Kansas City is incredibly hard. Because of their track record on Thanksgiving, we're leaning towards the L. After those two games, Brian. It is three, three road games. At New Orleans, which, hey man, New Orleans is a tough place to win as well. Regardless of what's going on there, I might—I'd feel way better about that game if it was here. Yep. Don't get me wrong. Uh, with Winston and Taysom Hill, we have a lot better chance than with Drew Brees. But you're playing the Orleans.
1: stadium as much as you are. Again, it's kind of like Kansas City. You're playing the stadium as much as you are the team there.
0: At Washington, that's a loss. At New York.
1: That's a win, but okay. I could go the other way.
0: Washington again. Yep. Arizona. Mm. At Philly. Yeah. That is a murderer's row, my man. Yeah, they man. best win the beginning games because don't get me wrong, I could see them winning. Uh, of this stretch of of eight games, I could see four for sure. I was going to say. They, they, they could win two.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the truth, again, the truth of the matter is that last eight games going 500 would be, okay, so look, again, early predictions. Chiefs is a loss. Raiders is a loss. I say I think we win Saints. I okay. think we lose at Washington. I think we win the Giants. I think we win with Washington here. I think we, and then I, so I think we win the last four. Okay. I, I take that back. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's going to be tough, but I think we win five.
0: Okay. So you think, so, so you're thinking that we basically finish on a five game win streak. Uh,
1: four game win streak.
0: Four game win streak. Okay, gotcha. Cool. So we beat New Orleans, lose to Washington, and then we beat Giants, Washington, Arizona, and Philly to finish strong.
1: Yep. Okay. Okay. And again, and, caveat there is if we're resting players in week 18, but
0: sure, sure. And that does, and then that's a good spot to be in. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. a
1: good
0: moment. So, so now you see where I'm coming from. Sure. I, I think well, nine, I'm staring nine wins because I, I, three road games in a row is fucking hard. And when you have Kansas City and Las Vegas on the cursed Thanksgiving game that's happened to us lately right before that, that's a five-game stretch that's you up to recover from, man. And I don't know where this team's head's at right now. My opinion might can be completely different after our bye week because I might say, dude, this secondary, this defense is ready for the challenge. They drop two of those games. They might be ready to win three games in a row. But judging from what I've seen, coaching wise, and what I've seen so far, going off of just knowing from what I, I know this season, that that's rough, man. That's very, very, very rough. Now the good thing is, the other teams play the same schedule as well, and but it's uh, that's that's rough, man. <laughs> it really, really is. So I'm going to start at the beginning of what I think. Let's see what I think the schedule is going to be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I've yeah. got Tampa Bay is a loss, Chargers is a win. So there's one win. I think we beat Philly. I think we beat Carolina. I think we beat New York. And I think we beat New England. So I think we start 5-1. and
1: Okay.
0: Okay. I think we come back on bye. And I think because the Cowboys are who we are, and we're going to be in a bye, people are going to talk about being a Super Bowl contender or everything else. I think Minnesota beats us. In Minnesota. Okay. I think think we come back. We get win number six with Denver, unless it's Aaron Rodgers. Sure. Okay. I think uh, win number seven with Atlanta lose 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 win 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 so i've got us at 10 wins
1: okay so here's here's my full breakdown right all right i think we
0: lose to arizona and i think we lose to philly to close the season out
1: sorry my bad my bad uh, no, you know that
0: that's that's why i said that's why i think it's 10 it, it it could be 11 or 12 if they're a better mental team than i than i than i giving them credit for right now
1: all right so do me a favor count how many wins for okay. me as i'm gotcha. saying right so i say we win at the bucks right say we lose at the chargers okay okay uh win versus the eagles win versus the panthers win ver- no, 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 no 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 let me let me back up win versus the eagles lose versus the panthers win versus the giants lose at the patriots bye week
0: 3 win- and 3 going into the bye all right
1: yeah okay. uh win at the vikings win at the broncos win at the falcons lose to the chiefs lose to the raiders uh Beat the Saints, lose to Washington, and then four wins. That's 11. Okay. Yeah. I say that that's that's my uh that's my prediction. Okay.
0: All right. Let's let's verify that I that I got what mine was right. So I had win versus the Chargers, win versus Philly. I had so it as five and one to start. Okay. So okay. give me five wins. Then I had Denver six, Atlanta seven, Washington eight, Washington nine, or New York nine. Yeah, I had nine wins.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. It's going to be, again, my reason is this. Even if Dan Quinn isn't the greatest and again all of all of our predictions are based on relative health
0: sure well i mean like for, what if tom brady blows his acl in the preseason right okay.
1: that changes. what if I think.
0: the saints are just absolute dog shit by the time we play them in their tanking for a draft pick which right I would, which for one, I of think the, one of the absolutely first what if ryan fitzpatrick gets benched again and they're on their backup quarterback and he's just not it and now we play them twice at the very end of the year and it's it's two gimme games sure. right okay. so there's a lot of factors that like you said that we we just we don't know that's why it's so juvenile to say kind of what it is but that's why I kind of like playing the phases and I think that's a cool thing because most people aren't talking about what we're talking about right now they just look at it and they think okay this is why we're going to beat them this is we're going to win and sure but I, I take the phase of like that, that is a murderer's row stretch, like I said, for the, the fact that we have so many road games backed up by that Kansas City Thanksgiving gauntlet, you know? Yep. And then once again, if, if Aaron Rodgers isn't on Denver and we actually whoop the Raiders' ass, this could be a 13-win team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know? And and the reason I'm so confident is take right. Okay, so last year's defense was an experiment. A huge departure from what this team had basically been for the last 10 years prior to that, right? If you take the night the 2019 defense, just the twenty if you take the same stats from 2019 and put 2019's defense with last year's team through week five when Dak was healthy, I think a lot of I think a lot of things changed. Number one, I think the fumbles uh dropped significantly because you're not giving up the crazy amount of points that last year's defense was because they were just so out of sorts. It was so different. So even if Dan Quinn just gets us back to where we were in 2019, I think I, I just, I, I don't see how this team is not 10 or 11 wins. It just, I don't see how.
0: Hey man, like I said, I, I think nine is the floor, and I think eleven's the ceiling. So I, the, the 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 positive cowboy fan in me thinks you're right on the money. The naysayer cowboy fan in me thinks it's nine, and and damn it, nine might be enough to win the division.
1: I yeah no, I think nine will be enough to win the division because I do think Fitzpatrick will get benched.
0: I, I do too, and I, I had I hate that. I love he's so fun. He I love Fitzpatrick. Well, here's the
1: <laughs> thing, right? He's gonna get benched probably maybe twice in the year. And he still may finish the season as the starter, sure. Uh, Because uh, for every game that he throws four interceptions, he's going to have two or three where he throws four or five touchdowns. That's just. Have we
0: looked at Washington's schedule yet? I'm going to pull that up real fast. Pull it
1: up. You keep talking, and I'm going to. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, the truth is, I'm not worried about the Eagles, right? Jalen Hurts. I'm a Jalen Hurts fan as, uh, because he went to OU. Right, but he's not. An, in my opinion, he's not a a winning NFL quarterback. Right, I'm not worried about the Giants. I don't think Daniel Jones is a winning NFL quarterback. Plus, they got Jason Garrett calling the offense. Granted, they're going to have Saquon Barkley back.
0: I think we split with them. I just think that the important stretch is the game we lose. Unfortunately, is is my issue that I have.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. Well, it's. Just something – the Giants just don't scare me. They just don't. Here's
0: Washington's schedule. Are you ready? Yeah, let's. Chargers. Giants. Bills. Good. Falcons. Saints. Chiefs. Packers. Broncos. Bucks. Panthers. Seahawks. Raiders. Before we play them.
1: Okay. Give me that – give me it one more time. Sorry, from the top. Chargers. Sure
0: we've got chargers
1: okay i right off the bat that i'm gonna say they win that
0: right i'm with you giants they win that so they start two and oh bills lost falcons
1: win three and it's one in atlanta it's in atlanta you know what i'm gonna okay so you know what they could they maybe they lose that because i could see them getting like you know that's a trap game sure in atlanta kyle pitts routes them up who knows chiefs oh that's a loss saints is it at saints no they win that
0: packers we don't know that's the what a fucking clusterfuck right (laughs) you know we don't know who's gonna be the quarterback
1: here's the thing that it's come out that they're negotiating right now for a contract extension until something crazy happens. I'm going to assume he's a Packer,
0: right? Uh, then, it's, then it's funny because they play the Packers, then the Broncos, right? after. Yeah, so they're playing yeah. Aaron Rodgers, one of those two games, yeah, right? One
1: of those two, he, they're playing Aaron Rodgers, whichever one it is. They, they, they're going to lose the game where Aaron plays and whichever one it's not, they'll probably win it.
0: And then Bucks, Panthers and uh, Seahawks and Raiders.
1: Okay three and i think they lose three of those four
0: yeah so they'll be about a 500 club is what it at the naked eye it looks like so we'll see if fitzpatrick is starting by the time we get there i yeah. mean the backup quarterback doesn't doesn't suck either really Heineke. yeah yeah he, he 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 played with balls man you know i appreciated him in the playoffs last year it was it was a good gutsy performance you know
1: yeah totally um and he's gonna get it i think he's gonna get a shot to steal that job from from fitzpatrick yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to be able to, but he's going to get a shot to steal that job. Um, and I think, I think Washington is, like you said, I think they're going to end up roughly 500, you know, they're going to be eight and nine, nine and eight, seven and 10, right in that kind of window there where the games that we play against them are going to be very important.
0: Yeah I think the Eagles and the Giants both are going to be flirting with six to eight wins Um, from what I know the Giants are the enigma because if Daniel Jones goes out of nowhere with the weapons they've given him yeah maybe but I like I said I I have a feeling that both of those teams are going to be anywhere from six to eight wins and I think that the nine to eleven range is where the football team and the cowboys will be. And yeah. I do see a split coming for those two in the division. So it's really gonna come down to just common games and the division records should be pretty identical as well for those sure. two. So it's gonna be a fun race, I think. Uh, and once again, what do we know?, uh, you know, no one would have picked Washington to win the division last year. Yeah, no you know?
1: I, and and I'll say this. I think as a whole, our division is, going to be quite a bit better this year than it was last year not and when i say better, i don't mean that there's going to be a bunch of like the nfc west was this year where you've got three playoff teams but i don't think there's going to be any team in the division that's going to be in the top five of the draft you know what i mean i think it's going to be a bunch of teams that are close to 500 and then i think the cowboys are going to be standing on the top of that heap with 11 wins
0: We'll see, man, and and I think that with the Cowboys this year, and, I, and I'm just going to keep reiterating it. I think that how mentally tough this team is, the first quarter half of the season is going to determine how they finish, man, because they are going to get tested. I mean, yeah. you lose to you're going to that game is going to be under such a microscope versus the Chiefs, especially if their record is what I think it's going to be. Because I think I have them at like seven and one or something, or or six and two when they play. So there's a chance that's like people talking super bowl preview and such right if it goes the way my 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 mind is thinking the schedule is going to kind of undertake so that really can send you off the rails if you're a young team people are putting you in that limelight and then you get your teeth kicked in and then it's a short week for raiders yeah and you know you there's just there's a lot there's a lot that can kind of kick kick right there man so
1: yeah, I mean, you know, and then right after that, you've got the rest of that, like you said, murderer's robe. Uh, it that you know, the season really hinges at that point. I think, I think the, the Kansas City and the, those two games can make or break the entire season.
0: And, and the best, the one thing they do have going for them though, is the NFL always does this after our Thanksgiving game, we play on Thursday the next week also because the the saints game we played the following week is on a thursday which means for the next two road games which is washington and then new york we get a mini bye before washington so we're going to be we're going to have a little bit more rest than washington does unless their bye happens to be during that gap and i don't know that right now i haven't studied enough to to know if that's the case but so that might be an advantage so little things like that man those are those are the intangibles that you don't think about when the season's going on but any way you shake it, three road games in a row that late in the year is rough. Especially when two of them are New York and Washington. It's going to be cold. It's going to be getting frigid out there. Yeah. Luckily, New Orleans is in a dome, but that's a hell of a place to you might you might prefer the cold, frigid weather. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean you it's know? it's a tough place to play, man. It's so loud in there.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, and once again, man, who knows, man? It, that's that's why I love the NFL so much because you circle Denver as a win today. And Aaron Rodgers could be there tomorrow. Yeah. You know, you talk about New Orleans being tough, but like I said, they can start off one and six and they're tanking. for. First- I,
1: again, I, I picked us to win at New Orleans because I think that's going to happen. I think New Orleans is going to fall apart this year. Um, you
0: very welcome. I hope you're right.
1: Because they're, they're also. Strapped salary cap wise they, they couldn't, they, they lost some folks in the off season. I mean, it, it's yeah. Yeah. And, and, and look, Drew Brees last year wasn't exactly uh, Drew Brees of old, you know, he couldn't throw the ball 15 yards downfield anymore. He literally just had a wet noodle for an arm, right? But he was able to lead that team and get sure. those people around him playing better. And you know, one thing we know so far about Jameis Winston as a pro quarterback is he is not a winner as of yet.
0: Yeah. You know, he, he can may put up numbers. Long, huh? He could put up numbers like like a like a mother man. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I mean, literally, almost the exact same team that he went, what was it, six and ten or seven and nine with? Tom Brady took and won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So sure. You know, it's it's just it is what it is. I don't think the same and I love Sean Payton, one of my two or three favorite head coaches in the entire league, but Jameis ain't the dude. So history
0: history says when you lose your Hall of Fame quarterback, you do what just happened with the Patriots, yeah. regardless of who your coach is.
1: Yep. Right. Yeah. It, I mean it happened
0: to the Broncos, it happened to the Cowboys, it happened to the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins weren't ever really as contender with Marino anyway but they were a perennial playoff team anyway
1: I, I can I can think of three teams in at least my lifetime where it didn't happen to them
0: the 49ers
1: 49ers the uh the Packers with Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers right and then the uh Manning to Aaron uh Andrew Luck right Colts now that's also because they went one in fifteen. Sure, Manning's last year because he was it's out. Like
0: the Spurs, it's like the Spurs when Duncan was out for the year and they got first pick and then yeah. they won the championship. You know?
1: Well, no, no, it was it was Robinson that was out for the. That's year.
0: what I mean. Yeah, Robinson was out. And they, they got year. Duncan. So they, they won the lottery and then lo and behold, they won the championship. And they they won like twenty five games. They went from playoffs for ten years straight. To, yeah. And then they won. They went to the playoffs for twenty four straight years or some some stupid after that, right? Fuck them. <laughs> all right, man. Well, that's it. That's all I got, brother. I think that was a good pod, man. I think we did uh I think we did our listeners right here. You have anything you want to add?
1: Not at all, man. Um, i yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It was a fun one. It was all right,
0: fun. man. Well, that's it for the goal line fade. Uh, we've got a lot more coming up. Obviously, cowboy news is gonna be kind of sparse here the next six weeks. Kind of we hear a, a good story like we did about Steamy. We're gonna talk about it um you know any battles we got coming up or mini camp stuff we'll we'll talk about that but it's mainly going to be about where the rangers at and what's happening with the mavs and then well when the mavs season ends we'll be talking a lot about what the mavs need to do with the draft and free agency and stuff as well so that's kind of what's going to be going on with us and uh, brian and i will do a little bit since it's going to be kind of the slow season coming up to uh, kind of talk about more about what's going on with our personal stuff just so you kind of get to know us for the stretch run And once again, for our listeners who are just finding this episode, because, hey, this is going to be trending a little bit because of the schedule release. So a lot more people might get on, get their ears on this than normal. Um, Brian and I, our goal and our mission for this upcoming season is we are going to be doing a reaction pod for every single Cowboys game. So you are going to get a 15 to 30 minute podcast after every Cowboys game uh, uploaded. That's going to be us reacting to it, as well as our normal episode every single week, as well as breaking uh, news as it occurs. So there are going to be, we're going to be working emergency pods and things like that into the schedule as we've announced some previous episodes. So we're excited about that. Uh, The object of this podcast is for fun, and it's also to grow this thing, and we're not going anywhere. It doesn't matter if we have one person listening or 5,000, the same amount of effort and energy is going to be put in each episode on this end. So uh, thank you for the listens and uh, if you like what you heard reviews means so, so, so much, so if you can find the time to give us a review, I would be greatly appreciative Brian anything you want to say in closing.
1: I think you covered it all Sir cheers.
0: All right, thanks for the listens everybody, this is the
1: goal line fade and we are out. Peace.